Welcome back to the Walk On Podcast. Uh, we are here with our special guest, Austin Eastman, who is the co-founder of Eastman Ventures, uh, co-founder of Kicks Media, big time Snapchat uh, presence out there, really doing their thing and um, creating a lot of great content, sports content online. Um, Austin uh, played college basketball at University of Utah was a walk-on at University of Utah uh, when they had some uh, really talented teams. And we'll just kind of let Austin take it from there and give us his story. Um, and, uh, and yeah, it's, it's rock. It's good Let's to have it. you on, Austin. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Um, you, you want my story, like, from the beginning? Or, like, when, when am I starting my story here? All right, we don't need the trilogy. But, uh, <laughs> you know, if, if you want to hit us with, like, maybe high school – Growing up in Montana, hooping, not like a basketball yeah. hot ground, and then uh, end up in Utah, and then kind of going from there. Yeah, no. Um, so Montana definitely not a basketball hot ground. Um, high school basketball really wasn't much for me since I got cut my what was it my junior year. I got cut from the team. Um, senior year they told me not even to try out because I wasn't going to make it. Um, so most of my high school was really just spent at the YMCA. Uh, I was playing like rec leagues, um, like noon hoops with the old guys just trying to get basketball in. Uh, from there, I went to University of Utah. Um, I went there just as a student, uh, kind of with the idea of, like, hopefully I could walk on. Um, so I think it was, like, my sophomore year, I became a manager. Um, I was doing, like, you know, laundry, cleaning up practice, stuff like that. I uh, just kind of kept around the team. I was playing open gym with them and stuff, and then started the next season, my junior year. Um we had like within like two weeks, you know, stars kind of aligned. We had like eight guys get injured. Uh, so I was just kind of like in a position where they needed extra players. And I was a practice player at that point. So they were like, hey, listen, you want to be a walk-on? Um, I think mostly for the reason of like they needed bodies, but also I had like a 3.8 GPA at the time. So, you know, just kind of boosts the boosts grade point average. Uh, but, you know, the stars aligned and I got to live out my dream in college. Um Played with some great players, played against some great teams. Uh, we went to the Sweet 16, uh, round of 32 the year after that, my senior year. Um, yeah, I got just got an opportunity to, to live out my dream. And then uh, when that was over, I became a sports agent, worked as a sports agent as I am still now um, in some capacity, more working with an agency now to uh, help build out their players' businesses and investment portfolios, which is kind of like the – Eastman Ventures co-founding. Uh, that's my brother and I co-founded it, and uh, that's what we do. We we invest in companies, uh, help them grow, mostly just startups, uh, and build businesses. And so Kicks Media kind of came through that. Uh, you know, it's it's a it started as an Instagram account. Now we've grown it to a media. I'd like to say powerhouse. I don't know if we're there yet, but maybe over the next couple of years we'll be a media powerhouse. Puts out um, some pure comedy, pure comedy. <laughs> And so, yeah, that, that's that's uh, the short story of me. Nice. Well, um, give us a little bit more info on, like, kicks. Like, what uh, what kind of, like, how did it start? And where Where is it going? Yeah. And, like, kind of what is their uh, ethos, I guess? Yeah, so, like, kicks uh, started an Instagram page. Um, it was just mostly a shoe page. Uh, kind of as the years came and, and went, we, we transitioned it more into a sports and content page of of all sports uh focused mostly on basketball and we've grown it from just instagram to now we have tiktok 
a uh, bunch of uh, shows on Snapchat, YouTube, Twitter. Um, I think we have like 4 million followers across all, all platforms. Um, so we have a, a pretty good reach. And um, I, I think the, the goal is kind of two hand, two sided here. The, the one side of the goal is um, we want to be able to, to let the players create their own narrative. So, so we work with a lot of athletes and um, obviously help them build their own narrative. And then the other side is to, let the fans see a different side of sports. I think a lot of sports is based on, I guess not sports, but sports media is based on like what's going to get the most clicks uh, and most attention. And although we definitely do want our clicks, um, I think there's a different way of telling the story. So we're trying to slowly work into building that and letting the players, you know, show a different side of themselves. Yeah, that's dope. Yeah, no, if, if, if you don't follow their page already, then, you definitely should. It's uh, it's got some good stuff on there. And at kicks, I'll shamelessly plug it. There we go. Yeah, at kicks. Yeah, yeah. there's about like at least once every uh, once a week or two weeks, I actually send the post to Austin to have a debate about why that was posted. <laughs> <laughs> this is true. This is true. So um, I love that. But that that's dope, man. Um, and kind of to go backwards a little bit. Um, obviously, all three of us have been in the walk-on situation. Uh, none of us walk-ons at the Power Five level. Um, what was kind of your experience uh, being a walk-on at a school like Utah, who is, is kind of in their down years now, got a new coach, but like back then, like they were ranked, putting out lottery picks, putting out first-round picks, and like were really like pushing the needle and like making noise in the yeah. tournament. Like, how was that experience for you, especially coming from someone who didn't really play high school basketball? Yeah, no, I mean, uh, it, it was incredible. Uh, like I, I'd always said, like I had the best seat in the house, obviously, you know, I wasn't playing much. Um, although I think like we were so good my second year on the team that I played like 20 some games. Like I was a Pac-12 all academic player and like you have to have like a certain amount of playing time to do that. Mm. But because we were so good and like I had so, so much, like literally I had so much garbage time that like I was in there. Like I think the first six games of, Pac-12 play we won every game by like 30 points or 40 points like it was incredible like and that, I mean that just speaks to the players that were on my team um but it was great like uh it was kind of one of those things that like every single day in practice I was so far below the talent level of my teammates that like I'd just get shit on um and I just like <laughs> like literally my entire like first year on the team I just spent the entire time thinking like man I don't don't deserve to be here um like these guys are so much better than me and then like I went home for the summer and I was playing with all the kids that I played with and like I just dominated them and I, I didn't realize like when you play at that level like you become so much better um and so like it, it made me a much better player and um I loved it like obviously you know whenever we were ranked we were flying private um five-star restaurants whatever you wanted uh it was a very good life you know it's um, you know, you were a king on campus because we were ranked. Everyone knew us. We, you know, we were the, the team to be. So the, a very fun, fun experience. Do you feel like um, it was it was harder for your Utah teams playing in the Pac-12, um, which was like kind of – I wanted, I think you guys had a fair amount of teams in the tournament, but it was like the conference was very up and down as far as like there wasn't a lot of like – consistently like top five top 10 teams but everybody was kind of like jumbled up in the middle like do you feel like you guys struggled to get 
more exposure just because you're playing late at night, playing on Pac-12 Network, all that stuff? Or do you feel like you guys got the amount of uh, pub you should have got? I think it's a mix of both, right? Like, I think obviously the ACC is going to get their attention. But, like, I think um, I, like the year we went to the Sweet 16, we had – seven or eight teams, seven teams, I think, in the tournament, right? Um, we had Arizona, who was, like, high-ranked, you know. Um, Oregon was highly ranked. I think USC. Uh, like, so we had really good teams. I think it's just a different style of play. And like you said, like, we're on the West Coast, so a game on the West Coast is going to start at 1030 at night for East Coast, so you're not going to get as much eyes, right? Um, but, like, I think – Football and basketball is kind of the same thing, whereas like the ACC and the SEC in football, like they always have their star programs. I, I think that the Pac-12 has kind of cannibalized itself and like not very often do we have that star program. You know, it's not like that team's above everyone else and everyone's going to lose to everyone at some point in the year. So it's hard to see like, you know, the top five teams happen very much in the Pac-12. So I think that kind of hurt us. And now I don't know what the hell is going on with Pac-12 with <laughs> leaving. I, like, I really couldn't even tell you if the Pac-12 will be a thing in another two years. So I'm not sure. Um, I like the Pac-12. I thought it was great. And like the Pac-12 has produced a lot of pros. So I, yeah. I can't say there's anything bad about it. But other than the fact that they just cannibalize themselves. What do you, what do you think about the conference realignment? Now that you're in the sports industry, you're in the media industry and, and like, you know, obviously that makes with the clients that you work with before they become pros, like that's like a big deal, you know, to start to build that brand early with NIL and all that stuff. Like, so like sure. with the conferences realigning or conferences shifting and teams leaving, like, what's your opinion on that? I think... I don't know. I, I think it's yet to be seen. Like, I think it could be very good for the sports, but it also could kind of affect it, you know? Um, like, I even heard somewhere that, like, Gonzaga might be leaving now. Big, you know? big 12, supposedly. Yeah, and so, like... They don't have football. <laughs> that's what, I, I, They don't have football, but also, like, Gonzaga's always number one because they have a hard preseason and then they coast through the conference, you know? And, like, the WCC was getting better, but then, like, BYU left, like, all these things. So, like, I think it just puts a lot of teams in a really weird position, you know, because like BYU left, obviously. Now, so Gonzaga is in a position where like, okay, does our, our league not look as good? And the same thing with the Pac-12. So it puts problems in that. But like, as far as like players go, um, yeah, you want to be in the big conference. You know, if if you're a player and you go to Duke, you're leaving Duke with a, a, a presence. Everyone knows who you are. You have 250,000 followers on Instagram. Like, you've already set yourself up, you know? So, like, the brotherhood does mean something. You know, these blue-collar schools do mean something. Um, but besides that, like, it's so hard, like, these days to figure out what's going on with NIL. And, I mean, at this point, teams are just paying players, but, like, it's not regulated enough for people to know. So, yeah, it's weird. So you think, like, the NIL, like, didn't change anything that was already happening? It's just the money's funneling from a different location. So you know how, like, weed's becoming legal now? I just read an article where, like, New York is giving, like, 30 license to, like, drug dealers who were, like, illegal drug dealers, and they're trying to make them become, like... <laughs> Le <laughs> like trying to legitimize or, uh, their business. Yeah, they're just trying to, like, legitimize their business so they can tax them, right? That's yeah. pretty much what's going on in college basketball. Like, you're just legitimizing, and now instead of it being under the table, like, 
Now you're getting over, a piece of it. Yeah, and like you're taking your tax cut, right? Like you're doing the same thing, but like I don't think the car situation or the parking lot in, in Alabama football looks much different today as it did three years ago. Like, yeah. you know, like kids were getting paid then. Now they're just getting paid like in a different way. So yeah. did it change anything? Yeah. I don't know. Mm, right. I don't know. Yeah, well, it's like the whole Sean Miller thing, right? Is like, like they weren't mad that he paid DeAndre Ayton. They were mad that they didn't get their 22% of that. <laughs> exactly. A hundred percent. So they're like, there was wire fraud and there was wire fraud, which in, in other words, in dumb terms means someone gave someone else money and we didn't get to tax it. We didn't get to tax it. Yes. <laughs> I think like, honestly, like I think NIL as far as like basketball goes, doesn't really help that much. You know, it just makes it like legitimate. I think where NIL helps is with like female and like female sports. Cause like now yeah. the females are getting paid and like, good for them like you know yeah, Paige, have, like, Paige good... Buchers just signed with um uh big time agency with Washington yeah she's signed with Washington yeah like yeah. a lot of the girls are and like yeah. I don't know if you guys know Libby Dune like the gymnast but like mm. she's making so much money she should stay in school for eight years <laughs> like she's yeah. like a TikTok queen I I, I know you know Jared might not but yeah. I know I know you're I, on TikTok yeah, yeah. yeah. No chill out chill out chill out <laughs> Yeah, Luke's, a, Luke's yeah, a big nah. TikTok guy too. Nah, I definitely not, do know them, the the Cavender twins too. Yeah. Like, oh yeah, I saw I the, saw those, something. Those three, those three are like the face of the whole NIL situation. Like the day that athletes could get paid, like they the twins had one and Olivia had one, just like big ass billboards up in New York, like literally day of. Yeah, well, even me, I mean, yeah, not on the same level, but me and Mastroff's getting probably getting a good amount of money. Off yeah, she's up there, but these these three, like, different level, different. Yeah, different. she's getting paid. You know, yeah. all those girls are. Yeah, actually, uh, Austin, you guys uh, on Twitter, I read, I think it was yesterday, the day before, you guys just released the top five uh, men's basketball players for NIL. Oh, on yeah. Your kicks, on your kicks Twitter. Who's number one? It was. Uh, uh, I don't even know off the top of my head. I'd have to. It look. was uh, Tim Drew. Timmy was five. Oscar Tashibwe was four. Um. Oh my gosh. I'm Twitter. I'm checking Twitter. People, give me a second here. Uh, I sh- I should know this off I, the top of my head. Uh, that's how you know that Austin outsources all of his work to all of his employees. <laughs> Seriously. Listen, a hundred percent. We got a great team that does great work. He he did all the work building the, the brand up and now yeah. he's like take over. Hansel Emanuel is yeah. Oh, okay. Obviously. That makes sense. Yeah. Uh what else do we got? Shakir O'Neal is number two. Yeah. Makes sense. Um, Anything yeah. him. And then uh Mondo Baycott is number three. That's right. He was in uh bro. What's that show you guys watch? Um, oh, Outer um, Banks, yeah. yeah he was in Outer Banks. Now. Yeah. Mondo was? Yeah, that was. I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't think. I don't think he's gonna get. He was like. He was like on set for next season. Like yeah, they're post, he's gonna post about that. He was gonna be. In, he's gonna be in one of the episodes. Yeah, I, I, saw that. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. No, I was um, also like, and I don't know, like, um, I know some schools are just like telling kids like, uh, 
we, we, we can't give you like a basketball scholarship, but like, we'll, we'll get your school fully paid for through NIL deals. If you just come play for us. So they don't have to use like a scholarship. Hey, Oh, that's interesting. I haven't heard that. That's I know. I, Thank I know. God the NIL wasn't around when I was there. Cause I'd had no chance. <laughs> <laughs> like I, yeah. Like I, I was told, I was told about someone that that happened to, they're like, yeah, we can't give you like, basketball scholarship but your school will be paid for through nil deals yeah that's dope which is just crazy oh, that'd be super cool yeah yeah that, i was long gone um Austin, i'm just stay on this subject before we move on uh we've all kind of talked about a little bit what's your best walk-on story like being a walk-on what's your best story you got like on the court Either one. You go on court, off court. I know there's some crazy stuff that happened up there. But <laughs> I mean but off like, court, I'll probably I'll probably stay I'll stay off of that. Okay, um, there we go. Yeah, you can keep this is a family program. So <laughs> I'll I'll tell you guys Yeah, my like, mom's watching Austin. I'll tell you guys like the coolest story, I guess, for me, and then I'll tell you the funniest story. So the coolest story, uh we were playing USC. It was my second year on the team. Um and uh get in the game. I ended up hitting like my first three pointer in the corner. Uh, Kuz passed it to me. Everyone was just shocked that he passed the ball. Um, <laughs> but uh, I hit the three. And then that night I'm like sitting on my couch and like our coach texted us and was like, everybody turn on ESPN. Um, Austin made the highlights. And so like, I had like two highlights on ESPN that night. So then like everyone like was texting me like the next morning from Montana and like everyone I knew, like, dude, I just saw you on ESPN. Like, I just saw you on ESPN, but what the hell? Like, I just saw you on ESPN. So um, for me, that was probably like one of the coolest things um, just cause like I, I dreamt about that my whole life and then for it to happen. And like, why did ESPN decide to put a three pointer? That was, it was like 120 to 70 or something. Like, why did they add that? I don't know, but I was stoked about that. So that was like the coolest thing for me. Funniest thing uh we were playing kansas at, at kansas coach decided that we were flying private so coach decided to take his kids instead of me um so I, <laughs> I i got left home um and so like it's like the day of the game so they've already been there like a day or maybe even two days and uh one of our assistant coaches called me and was like hey austin bring me some water when you come to breakfast and I was like, uh, okay, coach, but it's going to be like 16 hours. I'll start to drive now. And he's like, what do you mean, Austin? Like, we have shoot around. We have shoot around in seven minutes. Like, you bring me some water. And I was like, coach, like, I'm in Salt Lake. You guys left me here. And he's like, well, that's not true, Austin. Like, I saw I, I saw you earlier today in the elevator. And I said, <laughs> no, coach didn't. And he's like, Austin, like, you're, you're on the trip. And then, like, he asked one of the other coaches, like, hey, is Austin here? And like I could hear him in the background talking, like no, no, he's and he was like, oh, Austin, I'm sorry, have a good day. <laughs> and so I think that just really goes to show how important of a member of the team I was. Um, so it, it took two days for them to realize I wasn't there. <laughs> that's crazy. <laughs> oh that's my gosh, online. that's wild. That's wild. Yeah, that's oh man, that's awesome. Yeah. So. <laughs> Good. That is good so boost crazy. to the confidence on that. I was gonna. I was gonna say, yeah, took a seven year old 
That's that's how little you can help us against Kansas. Literally, he was like seven year old. They were like, "Listen, coach decided to take the family, so there's not enough siege for you." And I was like, "Hmm, okay, <laughs> cool." <laughs> uh, hey, man, hey, it's hey, those are things you see. Those are things you're never gonna forget, though. No, uh, it's hilarious. Oh, uh, it's funny. Yeah, we all have we we've all had crazy stories like that. Um. So now, Austin, now that you obviously got done playing, um, got into the agency business, worked for a big-time agency for a little while, and then kind of branched off and did your own thing. Um, what do you think the hardest part um, of of what you're doing or being an agent, working in the agency business, what do you think the hardest part is? For Because there's a lot of people that see the glitz and the glamour and see, like, well, oh, I want to, like, hang out with NBA players or hang out with NFL players, like – but they don't really understand like the time and the hours and the pressure and the stress and all that. For sure. I mean, I think beyond like the actual like job itself of like getting the players and, you know, all of that stuff, I would say the hardest part and it's been a lot easier for me than I know a lot of other agents, but like, I mean, you're on the road constantly. Um, And like, so like, you know, before the pandemic, I think the year before the pandemic, I was on the road, like, 200 to 220 days out of the year you know um like there was a time when i was gone for like three weeks i stopped in salt lake to like change out the clothes in my suitcase in a layover and then like went back out on the road like and that was it so like travel i think is really hard um just because it's just not very consistent you never know where you're gonna be um so never been a problem for me but like as far as like building relationships very difficult. I'm sure like having a family and doing that kind of travel would just be damn near impossible. Um, so I would say that's the hardest part. Like, yeah, people will see you, you know, one night in the club with whatever, you know, a player or whatever. And like, you're not at the game the next day and they're like, man, this is the life I want to live. But like, it's not as glamorous as you think uh, that the club gets old, the games get old really quick. Um, which is crazy for me to say, like when I was eight years old, to be able to go to a basketball game every single day, would be like the greatest thing in the world but that stuff gets old and sometimes you really just want your bed <laughs> yeah no I, I hear you on that it's uh yeah it's it's definitely yeah it's it's just perceptions everything it's just, yep. it makes it a but also very rewarding i'm sure obviously i work with a lot of players and guys that you know and stuff and it's like it's cool to kind of see the process and some of those guys that you know you're still working with they you know you guys have been friends for a long time um and like to be a part of that journey i mean you know yeah the the highs and the lows to be part of that journey is is really special because in my opinion like being a part of the lows is probably the the most special part about it you know Um, a lot of people don't get like a lot of people aren't around during those times so that's when it's actually fun yeah for sure. And you like really figure out what you're made of, both you and the players. 100%. Because it's like stressful for you as well. 100%. What do you, what do you think's the one thing about being an agent um, that surprised you that you enjoyed? That, like, like you said, obviously going to the games is cool, going, hanging out with players, meeting with players. But what's one thing that like really surprised you that you liked about it? That I liked about it? I think yeah. one thing that surprised me was just like, I always looked at basketball as like, this was like the love of my life. Like the passion, like I woke up thinking about it, went to bed sleeping about it. For a lot of these players, 
basketball is nothing more than a paycheck. Um, and like when I first like when I first like realized that, I think I was super mad. I was like, man, like you guys have all the talent in the world, and like you're doing the greatest thing in the world. Like you get to play basketball for a living. Like, man, screw you guys. You don't even like basketball. And then after a while, I realized, man, like maybe if I hated so like a lot of people hate their jobs, but these guys are getting paid millions of dollars to hate their jobs. So like it's actually just kind of impressive now. There's a lot of guys out there like in the NBA that don't like their job, but they wake up every morning, they do their job and like it's just like a nine to five to everyone else, you know? Yeah. Um, some people don't people don't like to go into work. A lot of these guys don't want to go into practice or don't want to go to a game, you know? But they're getting paid millions of dollars to do it. So I don't know if that was like the most I guess like surprising and exciting thing for me, but I was just very shocked by that, like how much like it really is just a job. Um as far as exciting things, uh, I'd say just the people I got to meet, you know, like I, I got to meet a lot of the people who were heroes to me um, yeah. growing up. And now, like, they're just very nice people. <laughs> they're just like normal guys, like you said, working nine to fives. Yes. Like 6'10 uh, and insanely athletic. Yeah. Like <laughs> one of my favorite players growing up was like Manu Ginobili. Real regular. Um, a regular zone. Yeah, Manu. Yeah, okay, sorry. It was breaking yeah. up. Uh, but yeah. yeah, like, Manu was, like, one of my favorite players growing up, and, like, now he's in the Spurs family room every day, and, like, he'll talk to me, like, like, the first time he talked to me, I was like, man, like, this is weird, and now it's just, like, normal conversation, you know? So, <laughs> Oh, hey, um, what's up, Manu? <laughs> like, literally, like, it's crazy. Like, Manu's just, like, the most normal person in the world. You would never think that. That's sick, though. That's, like, the dope part about it, too, I think being in the industry like is like at the highest levels like how you are and it's just like you realize like yeah like every like tv and media and like obviously because it's public how much money they make and it's like they they just get put up on this pedestal and i think like that's kind of like some of the controversy that's been happening lately right that and that we've discussed before and whatnot but it's like at the end of the day like they're still like just regular dudes for the most part. Like some guys yep. do wild stuff with their money and some guys are crazy, but you find crazy people in all walks of life. There's probably some crazy sure. middle school teachers out there, but guarantee, you know, <laughs> guarantee it. So, but, like, uh, but yeah. yeah, no, it's, it's cool that like, yeah, they're, they're all most of them pretty normal. Even yep. it's the same, my same experience. Haven't really ran into any, anything too, uh, too outlandish. Yep, agreed. Um, what uh, what's what's one thing you wish you could change about the agency business, or just about um, like social media business? I guess you don't have to just touch on the agency yeah. stuff because I know you're focusing on other on things and diversity. Yeah, like what's the I, one thing you could change about social media? That I think big business basketball wise. I think on the social media front, um, one of the things that I've always kind of hated is like you can you can produce really good content content that like is very like it's just good content you know like i watch it i'm like wow this is great and it'll just do shit like it, it won't get views it won't get clicks you know and then i could post something about john Morant's baby mama or something and millions and millions and millions of views right and so like i think like social media is all about that, right? It's all about the quick click, like instant gratification. And so like, 
I think the saddest thing for me is seeing that and like how how the world just going with you know the trends we see like we get all the back end we get all the in like insights and, and so we know what people are into we know what people aren't into and like it's just it's a hundred percent true that like if you can instantly gratify someone like you're gonna win right and so like that just hurts me because like I'm I'm a big fan of like delayed gratification you know I think like the longer you wait for something the better it is um but that's just not the world we live in and so you know everyone everyone wants to see the hype they want to see the flash and a lot of the times like the hype and the flash is not real life you know sometimes it is like there's certain you know celebrities and stuff who really do live that life but for most people like that's just not the case you know I have friends that will be posting in the club every night with bottle service and at five-star dinners but then they'll be texting me to borrow some money, you know? And it's like, people see that life on Instagram and they're like, man, these guys made it. And I know people that are like, always like, oh man, I want to be like that kid. I'm like, no, you don't like <laughs> check their credit card debt, you know, <laughs> check, check their real life. You really don't want that. Yeah. So I think, I think that would be the one thing that I'd want to change if I could, but there's no changing that that's going to yeah. be forever. So do you, uh, you think you think TikTok is here to stay? You think TikTok is gonna like, you know, we notice how Instagram doesn't have videos anymore; it just has reels. Yep, like they did away so, with videos. I'm gonna be honest with you. I think Instagram and Facebook, unless they make a really drastic change, um, will be gone quicker than we think. Um, TikTok, Snapchat. Uh, youtube they're they're going to be the platforms that remain and, and the reason why i say that is basically like although users say they get onto platforms to see their friends and like interact with their friends most of the time you're not really interacting with your friends you're you're just you're consuming content right you may interact with your friends for five minutes or five percent of the time the rest of the time you're consuming content snapchat TikTok, and um youtube the content creators get monetized. Where on Instagram and Facebook, they just do a very poor job of monetizing. So yeah, I do think that like we will see the end of those platforms at some point or a very drastic change of it, um, which is something I think should happen. There's no reason with the amount of users they have that they couldn't start paying money, um, but we'll see what happens. Uh, I know they're losing a lot of money on revenue and ad revenue um, because of like the the hiatus of people and moving to TikTok. TikTok has now become a bigger like search engine than Google. Um, like it's insane so I, how people get it. lost in TikTok. And like I didn't know this, I guess probably because I'm a little bit too old for it. But like, like if I want to go to a restaurant, I'm gonna Google it, right? Kids that are like you know 19 and 20, 50, like they're TikToking it. Like they type the restaurant what? into TikTok. What? Yeah, like that's a new thing. So like. Like it's a whole new like search engine. Like if you want to know how many points LeBron James scored in his career, you don't go on to Google anymore. You go on to TikTok. Like they surpassed Google as like the most searches. That's, That's so weird. Yeah. So which the other side of that that is super scary is like TikTok is owned by the Chinese government, basically, which means <laughs> that like all of all of the insights that us Americans are providing to TikTok is going straight to the Chinese government. So, you know, like if you're a conspiracy theorist, like that probably Genius. is not the best thing going forward for America. That's wild. Yeah. 
I know. I don't have TikTok yet, but yeah, I hoops TikTok coming soon. Listen, I love TikTok. Yeah, but I, I had know. to. I had to delete it. It it just takes too much of my time. It consumes too much. Yeah, I need to get off that app. See, but hey, hey, tell me, tell me how long Jared has been saying I'm I'm gonna get on TikTok and I'm gonna start posting content. A while. Yeah, a while. while. You know, the first step is to do it. January first, that might be your that might be your New Year's resolution. Yeah, put that on your New Year's resolution. I have a I have a I have a plan in place. New Year's resolution now. As long as you have yeah, a plan okay. in place, I'll, I'm happy. Yeah, Luke, can you tell us what your TikTok, uh, your your food TikTok is right now? Um, I don't really care all of that, but uh, I know we're talking about TikTok a little bit. Um, so you got the, yeah, you got the food TikTok. Like, oh, food TikTok. I feel like you know to catch. You know if 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 people find you entertaining or funny or anything in some way about what, with what you're eating, you know, people are with you. So fair enough. So, so I'm probably not going to be able to get this out of Luke, but does Luke have his own TikTok, like that he posts cooking yeah, stuff on? Yeah, no, he doesn't post cooking uh, stuff. Him and one of his friends try weird combination of foods and then want it to get rated or get don't knock it till we try it man don't knock <laughs> that's it what we... it's called don't knock it till we try it oh shout out to like Jaden he's not a frequent Jaden's going to watch this Jaden's going to listen to this too shout out to Jaden i like it yeah. they haven't posted in a while though they're kind of they're kind of slacking yeah big yeah, slack building anticipation building hype uh got content, it content is king you got to post at least twice a day it's been like 6 months Oh, um. So now that we've kind of talked about um, social media and and the agency business and all that stuff, um, awesome. What's what's one thing that you see in uh in your realm of business re- referring to sport? What do you think like the next takeoff is? What's the next big thing that's gonna you know nil was big and social media and being able to get paid and all that stuff. What do you think the next big takeoff is? As far as professional athletes or, or college Prof- athletes? Professional athletes. Let's just shift to professional athletes. What do you think is going to be the next thing that's going to like move the business forward? I think athletes, and they're starting to do this, and you'll see it. I just think it's going to become much more prevalent. Athletes are going to start being the owners of their own brands, um, investing in their own. Like you, you look at, like, and this kind of goes back to Facebook, and they're – it's just really hard to do paid media now. It's super expensive. And so like a lot of people are using influencers to build brands. Um, and so the next step is basically just taking out the middleman and having the athletes actually build the brand. So like, you know, you saw Coos do it with barcode, like the athletes are now taking ownership and they're going to start building it, investing in themselves. And you're going to start seeing, and I know Kobe invested in body armor and he made this incredible sum of money. Like, I think that's going to be the next phase. Um, athletes just taking more and more ownership for themselves. And like, I don't think you can do it on the court with the NBA teams or with the NFL teams. Obviously that's pretty locked down. Like that will never change, I don't think. But in everything else, I think you see them starting to take a lot more ownership. Um, and like you see that like with the agency business, you see a lot of agencies 
really starting to change their model um, of like how they represent players. Cause before it was just like, okay, we're going to do a great job on the court. And then it was like, what can we do off the court? And now it's like, how do we offer all these other little things to help these players become like the business moguls they should be because they are just walking, talking businesses in themselves. Totally. No, I think that's a great approach and a great, uh, great idea moving forward. Um, so now body it's time. Is a great investment. I love body armor. Yeah. James Harden made a nice little check on that too. A lot of players did. Yeah. That was big time. It's a good yeah. drink. It's a good black cherry. Drink, black cherry is the best flavor. Just FYI. I'm a strawberry, <laughs> I'm a strawberry banana guy. Um, well, now it is that time for our starting five. We got another fun one this week. Uh, it was a personal request by uh, our very own Luke. Uh, we're doing starting five superheroes. Um, no supervillains. Oh. All superheroes are fair game. And it sounds like Austin has a very uh, interesting take on what a superhero is. So we're going to let Austin um, lead us off. And then Tommy, Luke, and then I'll go last as usual. So go ahead. Um, you give it to us um, like the starting five. PG, shooting guard, small forward, power forward, okay. center. I'm, in, I'm interested to see what you guys think of this. I, I told you guys before we got on, but like I don't watch like actual superhero movies like the Marvels and stuff. Like I think I've seen one Batman, the old Spider-Man, but like that's about it. So my number one pick, Deadpool. So that's your PG? Um, that's my PG. That's, that's he's me. leading the team. Number two, Captain America. And that's just because I, de- I identify as like pre Captain America, Captain America, like the skinny little, like the loser <laughs> dude. That's, that's who I am. Um, number three, Rocket Raccoon. And like, I just kind of had to pick okay. one from that movie and I thought he was the funniest. So I was like, okay, cool, yeah. I'll go with him. You're, uh, you're a Guardians guy? Yes, sir. I love that show. Yeah. Um, Jack Jack. Is there uh, power forward? Yes. Yeah. Wow. A beast. <laughs> Super dynamic. Yes. And now I don't know if you guys have seen this one. Have you guys seen the guys? Guys. It's on Amazon Prime. No. Uh, I think it's called the guys. The, boy, the boys? The boys, the boys, my bad. The boys. I'm yeah. yeah. The boys. Center. So yeah, I, center. I haven't I haven't watched it. I haven't watched it, but I know I know what the boys is. Okay. okay. Who is it? I love that show. Annie January. Annie okay. January. Center. She's undersized. She's undersized, right. but I like it. Yeah, I mean, you got a, ra- a three-foot raccoon at your small forward, so yeah. your team is yeah, going to be a little but, small. <laughs> no, we're playing small ball. You, you know? got Jack Jack. You got a baby at the power forward. <laughs> <laughs> we're playing all small I know, ball. All I know about the boys is that they have an incredible villain. They do. They do. Uh, it's I'm a great show. show. I'll, I'll, Y'all got to watch it. Here. Me and Tommy yeah, are big TV like show uh, bingers, so yeah, I haven't I haven't dab- been... dabbled in Amazon yet, except for the Lord of the Rings show, and uh, that one was solid. But yeah. I need to dabble the... a little bit more. The Boys has been one that I've been I've been needing to watch. Right. Watching you guys will be very pleasantly surprised. Tommy, what you got, man? All right, my backcourt. I've got I've got a combination of strength. Speed, vision, uh, you know, just got that that sense of knowing where a guy needs to be before before the guy is there. So I've got Spider Man at my one, and I've got Black Panther at my two. 
Black wow. Panther's just rising in my ranks of superheroes, and I had to have them on the list. So those two is my backcourt. At my three, I've got a, I've got a guy. You want to talk about a guy that's just powerful? I mean, he's literally, he's simply, he's simply going to sit down on defense, and he's going to make life living hell for the opposite three man. He's not going to say much when he does it. And that's Batman. Got Batman at the Batman three. Batman at the three. <laughs> Batman, not Grant Williams, the real Batman. Oh God! <laughs> four at the four. I'm going with another guy who's just strictly power. Really gonna, really just gonna cause issues. I've got Thor, and he's gonna be hilarious out there. So I've got Thor at the four, and at the five, um, I've been inspired by Jack Jack. I'm going Mister Incredible at the five. I think I think he's just holding the paint uh, down. Pre pre insurance like job it. or post insurance job? Ooh. <laughs> um, I'm saying I'm saying during the insurance job because I want his anger <laughs> issues to come out. Oh, uh, with the brand new suit. <laughs> Swing the elbows. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's he's, awesome. He's gonna, he, he's gonna be getting a lot of flagrant fouls. I'll, I'll leave it at that. So you got Kendrick Perkins out there in the middle. Yeah, sure. <laughs> All right, go ahead, Luke. All right. Um, so clearly I haven't been speaking much. Uh my internet is horrible. So I'm gonna go ahead and give my uh, a little bit went on, um, out a lot. But I did hear uh, a Jack Jack pick out of Austin and a Mr. Incredible pick out of Tommy, and I'm upset because path in my but we're gonna start with the point guard here. Um, we need someone who's who's in a position to deal with a lot of uh, a lot of superhero lines, a lot of superhero. Professor X as my point guard. I think this is someone who's who's going to be able to handle all these different personalities. At the shooting guard, this is you know this is this is my flamethrower. I need someone hot all the time. The second he steps on the court, give me Human Torch. At the three. Um, this is going to be a pick, but it's, it's a guy I like, he's going to be my perimeter lockdown. Um, he really, he doesn't say, um, you know, he's a real sarcastic guy. I think he might have some problems with the rest, but that's all right. We need that. Give me Hancock at the three, <laughs> um, the four where at the four is where I have Mr. Incredible, but I want young Mr. Incredible before the family man, Mr. Incredible. I just want, I want. Loose, young and confident, Mister Mister Incredible. You know, doing his job out there. I think he's gonna pull down a lot of lot of boards for us. Uh, really man the paint. Um, the center, a lot of length. Uh, versatile. Shown he's a team player. Uh, he's gonna put it all out on the line for guys. Uh, anyone's noticed. Give me Groot at the five. Groot at the five. <laughs> Oh, hey, way to run that one down. Um, man, mine has way more variance. Um, I'm really happy about my picks, though. I'm I'm a uh, a superhero nerd. Um, watched a lot of cartoons growing up. So to start at the PG, I need somebody that can really pass that ball, get the ball ahead, throw it ahead. That's what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to hit your guys running the lanes. Give me Spider-Man at the one. He's just getting that ball out yeah. quick. He's got that ball on a string. Like the handle is nasty. 
Like, yeah. And if you, you really know where want people to... are going to be before they get there, man. Exactly. And like on defense, like Spidey sense, like, come on. Yeah. That's steal after steal after steal. Spider-Man should have been in everybody's list. Yeah. Fair. At, at the two. So again, kind of going a little bit with Luke, but a little bit like higher level. Talk oh. about really flaming people, really being, you know, on fire. Give me Jean Grey, Phoenix from mm. X-Men. There's only okay. four category five mutants in the world. Luke got Professor X. A little bit above Professor X is Jean Grey. Strong, powerful. I got Solid. the womanly presence in my five to balance it out. Because of the small forward, it's all testosterone, all anger. And he's just going to rip through opposing defenses. Give me Wolverine. Yeah. The small forward. Good pick. And good if pick. you ever watch the original X-Men movie, there's really good chemistry between Jean Grey and Wolverine. It's like Cyclops is there, but like Jean Grey really wants to be with a bad boy. So that's why I put Wolverine <laughs> and Jean Grey on the wings. Okay. I'm really juiced about my power forward pick. It's a great pick before I even say it. He doesn't have a lot of tools in his bag, but he can fly. He got some bounce. It's like my Amari Stoudemire. Give me Buzz Lightyear. Wow. <laughs> the power forward. Either laser beam what? or the judo chop. Are we calling Buzz Lightyear? Buzz Lightyear, yes. I'll give it to him. Yeah, Buzz Lightyear is a superhero. Come on. That's fine. No, that's fine. That's fine. I just was not expecting Buzz Lightyear. Yeah. Now, the center. Think more KG. He's going to command my defense. He's going to be the anchor. He's going to be our guiding light. Give me Optimus Prime. I love that pick. Oh, my gosh. I love that pick. Wow. I didn't even think of the Transformers. I'm kind of mad I didn't pick Optimus Prime. Yeah, I told you I was. Slain. I should have had iron. I should have had Ironhide at my four. I fumbled. Um. Okay. If you want to go, uh, Austin, go walk on pick, and then we'll go same same order. Before I do that, I just want to point out that seventy five percent of your guys' picks, I didn't even know who they were. <laughs> so. <laughs> I just I just want to be. And, I just want to be. Clear. And you're in your twenties. That's the crazy thing. It's not like you're in your forties or fifties. That's so. awesome. I mean, I, that's I'm awesome. gonna be honest. When you said Optimus Prime, I thought that was the dude that, like, with the Infinity Stone. What was his name? That everyone Thanos? talked about. No, 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 no. Thanos. Thanos, is a, Thanos is a villain. No, yeah, Optimus Prime, Transformers. No, I think okay, solid. I actually did see one of the Transformers movies. I will yeah. say that. Yeah, he was the guy. Uh, that dude's man. gonna. Nah, that dude's gonna give the best pregame speeches ever. He's KG. He's yeah. anything is possible. <laughs> <laughs> okay so my walk-on pick and like i feel like as a walk-on you have to be hard worker just willing to go at it just every day you know every day you come in with you have to just kind of clear your mind of yesterday getting your ass kicked got to come in fresh mind right new start got to be happy got to be the like you know best person on the team everyone loves you so i'm going with guy from free guy 
guy from wow. Free Guy. Yeah. I, I don't know yet. if you guys have even seen that movie. No, that's a good yeah, movie. No, that's, a good, that's a good movie. I love I like Ryan Reynolds. That. I like Reynolds that. Is awesome. I, if you know, I, I love Ryan Reynolds too. Yeah, and two out of my six picks today being a Ryan Reynolds character. But like, you think about it, he loses his memory like every night and just does the same thing in the morning. Like he, you know, he's always very happy, uh, cheery. Yeah. Yep. Tommy, what you I'm got? Very good underrated pick there. Uh, my my pick, I really like my pick, and I'm keeping the same trend of picks that I have. I mean, this guy's just you want know, to talk about a guy that's just so underrated. He gets he gets no love. I feel like he just gets no love. Doesn't doesn't get the respect that he rightfully deserves. And you know, I'm sick and tired of it. One of my favorite Avengers. I need a guy that's not gonna miss. This dude's hitting back of the rim, back of the net every single time it comes out of his hands. Hawkeye. Good pick. Good pick. Good pick. Tommy's a big Marvel not, guy, so we like he this. He's not missing off the bench. Good pick. Good pick. All right, Luke. Let's hear it. All right, so I got a guy. Um you know, he's he like my my candy pick, I said, comes from a storied franchise. Um you know, it takes ability on his and you want to talk about a walk-on, you want to talk about someone not, you know, living in the high life in the spotlight or rather, whatever. There's a guy that in the gutters. Okay. He's the eldest of his brothers. Give me Leonardo, teenage mutant ninja turtle. Great pick. <laughs> oh man. That is a <laughs> Amazing pick, Luke. Amazing pick. I'm gonna I'm vote for you. I'm more of a Donatello guy myself, but I uh, like come on, Raphael, Raphael, all the way. That was a great pick. Dang, uh, I want to watch Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Okay, now. that was that great was great. Pick, Luke. Great pick, Luke. I thought about that. I thought That's... maybe some. I thought Tommy would pick Michelangelo, to be honest. But I did. Yeah, TMNT was my jam growing up. I knew no one would pick this because I'm going to date myself a little bit. This franchise has survived many, many decades, believe it or not. It's still going, but I'm going to go with the original. And it's this guy or, or this franchise. It, it's, it's the sum of its parts, but the leader of those parts really just drives the whole show, drives the whole team to victory. Give me Jason Lee Scott, the Red Ranger, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Power Rangers. Wow. He, he wields the power sword. He drives a wait, wait, which, sword. which color is he? Red. Red. There's no other color. Red. Wait, 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 wait. Tell me. Did you guys see Kuz's outfit the other day? No. I didn't. Did he do the power? He dressed he up. He dressed. I mean, he didn't think he did, but he dressed up as a Power Ranger. Like, he walked into the living room, and I was like, bro, hold on. I literally put up the Power Rangers, like, theme song for him, and I was like, look at this. You are wearing that outfit. It was like some leather red and white suit, and I was like, bro, you're the red Power Ranger. It's awesome. <laughs> so, shout out, Kuz. You're my walk-on pick, man. Let's go. 27th Let's pick go. in the draft to an NBA champion, Jason Lee Scott. Come on, man. Red good Power pick, Rangers. Good, good pick. Fun, fun picks. Both see. of those fun are good picks because I've seen them. Like Ninja Turtles and Power Rangers, I've seen them, and I didn't even think I had such recency bias in my picks. Yeah, honestly, that was my issue as well. I just went straight recent. 
you're a big, I mean, Mar- you're big gonna, Marvel. You're a big yeah, Marvel guy, though, Tom. It's very on brand with what I I'm on brand with what I like in the superhero in the superheroes. So, I'm like, surprised you didn't I pick like the Mandalorian or something. I I'm surprised I didn't see Cassie and Andor in your uh, five. I mean, the finale was phenomenal. I should have. Uh, um, should have. Tom, Tommy, can I, I, I ask just, you a question? Have you? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I was just gonna say, have you seen the new Black Panther? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Did you like it? I'm a fan. I'm a fan. Oh, I haven't seen it yet. I truly thought that was the worst movie I ever watched. I took a nap for really? like 30 minutes. I literally took a nap for 30 minutes during it. And when I woke up, I turned over and I was like, Jakob, how long did I sleep for? And he was like, 30 minutes. I was like, damn it, that was not long enough. I still got another two hours. Really? Yeah, yeah, really. I wish we could hear what Luke thought, was, but <laughs> it was just boring. It was just boring to you, or what? Yeah, and like, I just felt like it was kind of corny. Like, some of the things they said, I just and honestly, it was like, kind of cool. yeah. That's that's Marvel. That's Disney. You can blame yeah. Disney for that. Marvel's Marvel's heading Marvel's heading in the wrong direction. I'm not gonna lie, but I liked it because Namor was like. The coolest villain that I thought I've seen in a long time on screen. Fair, fair assessment. Okay, fair. I like, like my, Atlant- my thought the was Atlantis like, vibe. The Atlantis vibe was so sick to me, and I was like, "This is incredible." No, that was dope. But I like, I was, I was like telling Yaka, I was like, "Bro, like, don't you think they could have found like a more attractive, like, supervillain? Like, he was subpar looking, you know." Like, look at Aquaman, and then you got this guy. <laughs> yeah, he was, He had bars though. He was really, he was really spitting out there. I don't know. I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing it. If we can he, get a, if we can get a babysitter out he, here. In my opinion, yeah, he was elite. But that's fair. I mean, Marvel's not for everybody, and I'm not going to act like I think Marvel's going in the right direction. I completely don't. A lot of their stuff they've put out lately has been so mid. But yeah. Black Panther, I like. Black Panther, I did like. When I see it, I will give my opinion. You know, yeah. um, Austin, I know it's probably really cold in Montana, so it's probably tough to get out on the golf course. It might not even be in a golf course open. I have great news for you. You go into the garage, you flip on that light, and you get those fifty chips in every night, and you're gonna get right. I don't even have fun with Montana. Yeah, Luke loves that one. That. That's nice. Yeah, Those were bars. We talked about Drake. Those were some Drake <laughs> bars right there. Luke's cracking up. No, that was good. That was really good. Yo, that was awful. That was awful. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Well, Tommy. Austin, thank you so much for thank you so much for coming on, man. Talk, giving us some insight on your college basketball career and and what the agency world is like it's pretty cool to hear about that side of sports because probably not talked about enough and the social media stuff super cool to talk about as well so i really appreciate you man yeah thank you for your time austin we appreciate you i know luke appreciates you luke Uh, it was great talking to you man (laughs) (laughs) shout out the 209 man shout out the 209 yeah good wife but no i mean i I, I appreciate you guys having me on. And I mean, Luke and Tommy, good luck with the seasons. Uh, you know, Jared, good luck with two raising two kids. Yeah. You might, you might need the Great. most luck. 
Yeah, right, man. He I've been does. look. You see does. these? You just look in the boxes to your left. I don't know if they're on the left, but like I raise these two kids right here, so I'll be all right. <laughs> there you go. There you uh, go. Uh, on that note, hey, thanks everybody. Follow for everybody. IG, TikTok, right? Follow kicks. Follow kicks. Yes. Yeah. And follow kicks. the pod. Follow the pod. Yeah, if, I already know, man. I already know. Yeah. If you go to Oak Ridge, you probably already follow the pod. <laughs> Okay, we're <laughs> going to go ahead and finish out the episode. That's just crazy. Uh, thank you, everybody, for listening in. I don't even know what episode we're on, and I like that I don't know what it is because that means I'm putting out good content for you guys. So thanks for tapping in, everybody. Have a great night. Have a great Sunday. We're going to drop this one on Sunday. Appreciate it, everybody. Yeah. Favorite walk-ons that we're walking out. <laughs>